0: everybody welcome to episode 120 of the fantasy timeline a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network i'm josh at real fantasy tl i am with the co-host with the most drew at dr underscore pra drew how you doing brother
1: i'm good excited to be back missed it last week but glad it looks like you got internet up and running again
0: yeah a little peek behind the curtain uh drew was trying to be extremely nice um and not mention me by name but for some reason last week my internet went completely out couldn't figure it out had to call my cable company and get it all worked out so we should be good to go now we shouldn't have any issues and we should be ready to roll and as we're rolling here we got a very special guest um if you are doing anything on twitter you have probably seen Articles that she's written, uh, tweets that she's put out there. We got Mh Lefko at Empowered underscore FF. M, how you doing?
2: I'm doing excellent. I couldn't be happier than to be here.
0: Uh, we are glad to have you. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, we were just chatting about this a little bit uh, before we got on here. I saw one of your articles. I think it may have even been your first article about a month ago, and it it was just fire we uh we retweeted it from uh, our personal accounts we retweeted it from the show uh the show twitter handle because it was i mean i remember my first article and i don't write anymore because honestly i am a better talker than i am a writer (laughs) and um yeah, yours was about I don't know anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred times better than my first article was. So uh, I got to give you respect on that. So let's let's roll into the news because usually uh, first week and a half of March there's not going on. You got your free agent rumors. Yeah, you get your transition or your franchise tags going on. That's about it until, you know, a few days before free agency starts, the legal tampering period starts, and then you get your, you know, okay, this guy is going here, this guy is going there. The NFL said, no, 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 forget that. We're going to make this a big week before we go into free agency week, which is going to be another big week. Uh, So we started Monday. Calvin Ridley is suspended for at least the 2022 season. At least. Minimum. Gambling on games. I'm on his gonna... own
2: games, right?
0: Yeah, but he, he put his own games into parlays, mm. and apparently he always bet the Falcons to win, so you know, at least he did that part of it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get into the whole should he or shouldn't he that's been beaten to death. But just kind of like quick fire. What are you doing if you have him in dynasty? Uh, And why don't we start with you since you're our guest? What, What are your feelings about Calvin Ridley? What are you trying to do with him in any dynasty leagues you might have him in?
2: Honestly, I've been, I've been between a wire. I've been thinking I should hold him. I've been thinking I should sell him. But as of recently, I've, I'm more in the direction of selling him, um, I I know it's probably not going to be a sell high because of people are doubting if he's going to be back or doubting if he's going to want to play. And so therefore I'm, I'm trying to sell him. There's always that one person in the league that's willing to overpay. So I'm still, I'm still prospecting the league and seeing who's going to overpay me for Ridley. But um, yeah, it's really disappointing news. And I was looking forward to him coming back this season. And I guess that's not happening.
0: All right, so, Em, since you're saying you are a seller, um, what are you looking for if uh, if you have Calvin Ridley and that guy or that gal in your league is saying, all right, you know what, I'm going to take the risk? Um, what are you looking for uh, in order to get that deal done?
2: Um, I'm looking for a first, definitely, first pick, and then uh, just any other player really i'm not being too choosy right now um although i i'm still holding out i have gotten a few trade offers i have put out a few trade offers and people are i don't know people aren't responding or they're not it's like why do you join a fantasy football team if you're not going to play all year round if it's dynasty just blows my mind
0: listen you and i and I, i think drew will be with us on this one a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. I mean, even, even if you're not out there right now, it's March 9th, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to get some rest and relaxation before rookie dress. at least respond to the trade offers, you know, at least, you know, maybe put a little comment in there. Hey, uh, Calvin yeah. Ridley, not looking to acquire him. Um, ho- hope we can get something else done a- and leave it at that, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, M. Uh, so, Drew, what are you doing with Ridley, man? Like, like, what do you, what do you want if someone comes a knock on Ridley? You're on mute, brother.
1: It's probably good because I, I don't know that I should have said that on the air of what I really want, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's tough. Um, I was I was able to move him a few weeks ago in a, a trade addicts league, actually, um, which felt good to get something back. Um, but right now, uh, based on some of the things that I'm seeing, either on Twitter or in some of the Discord channels that I'm in, nobody's giving up more than a third for him that I've seen. Um, and for the team, I have one team left with him, uh, an orphan I took over, really because – he was a part of a really good wide receiver core there. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm down to uh, Jamar chase and Stefan Diggs. But but um, yeah, I, for that league, I don't, I think I'm holding, you know, I, I, I picked up uh, this orphan that actually had a really good run at the end of the year last year. I think it's probably dropping back into the middle of the pack now. So I'm fine losing the points this year. I'm going to try to move a couple of other guys, uh, acquire some picks. It's, uh, it's a, it's a small Debbie league and I, I have, the four sixteen this year. That's the only pick that I I inherited. So okay. um not gonna add a ton of youth at this point. Um, if I could get and even here in, in a 16 team league, if I could get into the second and get myself a a top 30 pick, uh, I'd probably consider it. But after that, uh, I, I think I'll just take the gamble that he gets back in a year, you know, after a full season. Hopefully that's the limit. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really not uh, sending a whole lot of offers out because I think at this moment, at least, a lot of people are just, uh, you know, hot sauce at it here. He's kryptonite right now. Nobody really wants uh, anything to do with him unless it's just a super, super low value. I mean, I had somebody put a, a poll out today that I saw seeing if, they, if we should have, um, I think it was Nico Collins or Calvin Ridley, who do you want on your team right now? And Nico Collins got a lot more votes than I was expecting.
0: As he should. I mean, I, look, I, I mean, first of all, Nico Collins was kind of a uh, a sleeper guy towards the end of last season that people were saying to pick up. So I sure. get why Nico Collins is getting the love, especially now. But, man, I, I'm not giving up more than like a third for Calvin Ridley. I mean, we're, we're talking about he's going to be a year and a half out of football earliest time he can be reinstated, he's going to be, what, 30? So
1: twenty nine. now we're
0: talking about that. And he's probably not going to be in Atlanta. Like, I'm sure there, there were rumblings that he didn't want to be there before this all happened. And I'm sure Atlanta is just going to want to cut bait after all of this with the gambling stuff going on so he's probably going to be somewhere else so we're talking about a guy who hasn't played in you know 17 games and then it was about 8 games last year so we're talking about 25 straight uh regular season games on a new team uh you know at that ugly 30-ish number that uh us dynasty folks uh disparage greatly so yeah
1: I mean yeah I, I think my main hope is I saw some people put some parallels out there like Josh Gordon right he's come back a couple times and be able to snag a little bit of value like M said you, you find out one or those one or two folks that might want to take that gamble uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for and you know I I've reconciled that the worst case scenario is he will leave the league I will have to drop him and it is what it is in two seasons but I think that's that's what I'm holding out hope for is, you know, maybe he gets reinstated at a year. Uh, People will maybe assume, great. He doesn't have as much, you know, wear on his tread or on his tires and he can come back fresh. You know, hopefully he posts some good workout videos before he's reinstated or, or, you know, tries to come back and, you know, maybe (laughs) at that point I'll get a second for him. There you go. So the wait and see game.
0: All right. Like I said, we got to keep it moving because there is a ton of news. All right. So, Aaron Rodgers, he he is staying in Green Bay. He uh, the, the the makeup, the breakup, whatever you want to call it, he's back. He's going to uh he's gonna be there. Listen, everything stays the same with him, right, guys? I don't I don't know if there's any big change. I mean, he he's gonna be what he's been the last what? five seasons. He's going to be a really good quarterback for fantasy. And uh, that's it. And do you have anything else to drop on uh, Aaron Rodgers thing?
2: I just don't know if you happen to see the cheesehead head behind me, but I am a diehard Packers fan. And I honestly am not very excited by the trade. I wasn't excited for a rebuild, but I was ready to have a different quarterback under center Um, I'm tired of him playing the hero at the end of every game where he just chucks it and prays. I'm tired of it. And I don't know why an MVP of his caliber can't close. He just can't seem to finish. So I'm not so happy of a green Bay Packer fan.
0: So listen, we, we all, Rep our fandom hard. Drew and I rep our fandom hard on here. Uh, probably me harder than Drew because oh, there it is. He, he's got he's got see. some kind of Buffalo it's a, paraphernalia under it's that. A, uh, a
1: lifer lifer T-shirt from Twenty Six Shirts, cool charity that uh, puts out custom shirts for local like cancer patients and stuff. But oh, yeah, you're gonna been, have to send me that later on, man. Been a been a Bills fan since the late '80s, and but yeah, yeah, we definitely uh, we go hard for our teams here.
0: We we uh we had a bet last season that if the uh, if the Bills won the Super Bowl, uh, Drew would throw himself through a table. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> thirteen seconds of pain in this past uh in this past playoff.
1: Uh, yeah, don't bet. don't talk to me about not closing him.
0: <laughs> but the, but that wasn't a Josh Allen issue. That was a no. defense no. and special mm-hmm. teams issue. That, right. That mm-hmm. was the reason for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Drew, what do you think? For fantasy, it's the same old, same old with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, nothing really yeah. changes. Yeah, I
1: mean, it keeps him ranked pretty highly for me for this season, for the next couple seasons. I mean, who knows if he actually rides out the contract. Uh, I don't see it happening. I think maybe maybe two more seasons there. I uh, saw, so, you know, Adams got franchised, so he he keeps his guys. So more of the same from those guys. Yep. Um, so if you bought on any kind of dip on Adams, potentially going in free agency or possibly separating from Rodgers, then, kudos for you um but yeah i I expect to see more of the same we'll see what happens with jordan love right there's some some whispers there that he might get moved because i don't think he's sticking around for two to four more years as the backup but um but yeah i i I think it's uh kind of as you were yeah Uh, and uh, in the
0: some of the whispers in the bushes are that uh Jordan Love might be the uh, the future starter in the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, we'll see what happens there.
2: Wouldn't um, that be something?
0: Especially if if he does with what uh Carson Wentz couldn't and then, uh, gets that team to the playoffs. I mean, that that would be a hell of a ride.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: Green Bay in the uh, Super Bowl, let's call it now, so we can see uh, the the battle of the QB. I know. Drew's like <laughs> I, I didn't hear Buffalo in there. Hey, I didn't mention Dallas. So, I mean, I, I, it wasn't a shot at you, my man. It was just to CA Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love uh, matchup there. But um, this is probably the biggest news. So, you know, and usually they say save the best for last, but we're kind of shoving it in the middle. Russell Wilson. He is uh, he is going to board a flight and he go to the Mile High City. Um I don't know how a, a man of God such as him is going to do in uh one of the pot capitals of the United States of America, but hey, 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 <laughs> he he's going to be mile high, and he is gonna, he's got to be excited. He's got, I mean, Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, Cortland uh, Sutton, yeah, I, we got Albert O. Uh, he he's going to be a thing now. Um, with a, with a head coach who we've seen in the past, doesn't mind throwing the ball a whole bunch. So a whole bunch of picks, and Noah Fant is really the player of consequence that goes to Seattle. So, uh, Drew, why don't you start us off on this one? Uh, pick any part of this and, and dissect it. What do, you, what do you like or maybe dislike about this deal?
1: Oh, I, I think it's great for Denver. I think it puts them right in, into the mix. Uh, you know, they've always played that division tough. Their defense has buoyed them, so I, I think Russ is only uh, good for them. Hopefully it's good for Russ as well. Somebody put out some uh, some play-calling stats over the last few years, and the Seahawks have traditionally been in the bottom like 10% of call, uh, plays called each, each year. So if he gets to do more with his efficiency, uh, I think it's great for Sutton. Um, I think he gets uh, maybe revived there if he can stay healthy. Uh, RIP Noah fan. I think I've got him on something like 43% of my teams, uh, which is uh, I, I'm kind of holding my breath there. I'm hoping, you know, hopefully they don't take too long and rebuild. He's still young. Um, so hopefully he gets another uh, another quarterback that's decent in Seattle. But uh, but yeah, excited for, for the Broncos, excited for that division. And I think a lot of us were, were kind of looking at, the Raiders and seeing what's, what's Derek Carr going to do now?
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's been fun to see some of these tweets where everybody's saying that the AFC West is loaded, but you know, you know, they're only talking about 75% of the teams.
0: Well, well, hold on, hold on. I I got to, not that, not that I'm a Vegas Raiders fan,
1: but we got to put a little bit
0: more respect on the Raiders name. They made it to the playoffs last year. They were within a field goal. Of beating eventual AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, look, obviously it's a new coaching staff. You know, I don't know if Rich Bisaccio was the dude just amping these guys up and getting them to play beyond their skill level. But we are talking about a playoff team from last year that that played a, a tough game against the team that came out of the AFC. And we're not talking about the Chiefs, not talking about the Bills, we're talking about Cincinnati Bengals. So I got I got to at least put a little respect on their name. And uh, what do you think about this? Like, what what part do you like this? Like, let's talk this out. What, what do you think about this?
2: Well, I would have been okay with Russell Wilson coming to Green Bay. So I'm a little <laughs> dismayed with the news. But I, I think it's great for the AFC West. And I think it's great for the Broncos. And um, it's a great city. I'm excited for I'm excited for Russell Wilson, and I'm excited for the receiving corpse. It's going to be like receiving corpse revival, with Judy and Cortland Sutton and all of them. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. All right,
0: so, Em, I'm not sure how many episodes of the uh, the show you've heard before, but every once in a while, I got to put out a PSA. And okay. usually, when I put a P, put out a PSA. It's worth listening to. It's usually factually correct. People. 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 If you honestly think. That the Seattle Seahawks. Are going into the season. With. Drew Locke. Starting all the games. You're high. You're just. You're high. Listen. They might draft a guy at nine, and maybe Drew Locke plays the first month, month and a half, does what Drew Locke does, gives you a little bit of excitement, gives you a lot more heartbreak, and then the rookie comes in. Or maybe they, they get a Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they get one of these other guys that can be on the move. I just saw something that apparently the Vikings are still looking to I don't know why the Seahawks would do that at this point, but I'm just saying, like, it's not going to be Drew Locke for 17 games. It might be Drew Locke for like six games. So let's stop with the, uh, oh, my God, Drew Locke is going to be throwing to DK Metcalf. They're they're, they're going to do a little bit better than Drew Locke, I promise. That's the PSA take it you could take that to the bank it's not going to be drew Locke the entire season uh all right so let's let's get to the tags like these franchise tags man they they were uh fast and furious we'll talk about the fantasy relevant ones we got chris godwin going back to tampa bay mike gisecki going back to miami David Njoku going back to Cleveland, Dalton Schultz going back to Dallas, and obviously the big one, Devontae Adams going back to Green Bay. So M, you and I both have uh both have one from our team in here, Drew. Uh, the Bills are, I guess, too good to to franchise tag anyone. So uh
1: Yeah, people want to stay there.
0: Yeah, apparent apparently. Uh we'll we'll go with that. Um so and why don't why don't we uh, we start with you, uh, pick one, anyone, and just talk about what you like or maybe dislike about it?
2: I'm excited to have Devonte back. I am an Adams fan. Can't complain about that as he was the best free agent. He was going to be the best free agent in NFL history to ever be on the open market. So the fact that he's off the market makes a lot of sense because he shouldn't have been there in the first place. But I'm happy about the tag. I'm happy he's not being traded. I'm happy that, I guess, I'm happy we do have another. If if Aaron's gonna be there, I'm happy that Devontae's there. Uh, yeah, if Aaron's I mean, there,
0: I mean that that's the biggest one. I, uh, Drew, what do you what do you think? Uh, which one do you like or maybe dislike here? Uh,
1: very curious. What. What the Browns are doing with Njoku. I know we talked, we, you committed to just talking about fantasy relevant. Um, I don't know that that changed anything there. Uh, Gesicki, uh, did I hear he's trying to appeal to, to be a wide receiver? And I guess they, they tagged him to keep him as a tight end and, and save some money.
0: Yeah. That, that's going to be a real interesting, That it's the, the old Jimmy Graham defense, mm-hmm. except he actually, his, uh, his usage numbers are actually much better than Jimmy Graham's were. So it's going to yep. be, interesting to see what the uh what the nfl decides on when uh watch out kyle
1: pitts people um (laughs) you know godwin uh, it's so up or down for godwin i think he's the biggest question mark for me here depending on you know who they get at quarterback and you know how much of the team stays together do they ship a couple other big names off to get uh, a better quarterback in place or something like that but uh ultimately i think dalton schultz is the one that i'm most interested in i've got i got him uh mid-season last year a couple places for some tight end premium leagues and you know, is very, very uh, curious what would happen in the offseason. So I, I like that, that he'll be uh, staying there for another season. So that makes me feel better about a couple of those teams that have him. Even if he's my my tight end one on a couple of uh, rebuilds, you know, it makes me feel better about what I've got there. And I can kind of focus some attention elsewhere with the draft coming up.
0: Yeah, so so M was very excited about Devontae Adams, as she should be. I mean, he is, uh, the elite of the elite. Uh, I'm not, I'm not that happy about what, what the Cowboys did. Um, listen, there's about three or four really elite ones. Then everybody else is just a guy. Drew mentioned David and Joku. I I don't know what Cleveland's doing there. They, they have Hunter Bryant. They have, uh, the other guy from Hooper oh, there, right? Yeah, yeah, him that guy. Uh and they've decided to to spend another what is it, 10.9 million dollars on David Njoku. Makes no sense to me, but Cleveland just keep doing what you're doing. But the rumors are that the Cowboys are trying to trade Amari Cooper, and if they don't find a trade partner, they're gonna cut him for cap reasons. But then they are going to decide to pay Michael Gallup something in the range of $11 million a year and then franchise tag Dalton Schultz. Uh, That makes no sense to me. Um, If you don't have the cap space, why cut a very, very good receiver to keep a guy coming off of an ACL injury and a tight end? I mean, look, Dalton Schultz was was good last year. I mean, he had a good season. I I don't want to discount that. But, like, tight ends are tight ends unless you have, you know, a Kelsey, an Andrews, a Pitts, you know, like a Kittle. Like, those are the guys. That's it. Maybe you want to throw TJ Hawkinson in there. Fine. Do that. But Dalton (laughs) Schultz is Dalton Schultz. I mean, he's had one good season and now you're going to lose weapons and expect him to keep doing what he's doing. All right. We'll see what happens, but, uh, you know,
1: there I you. don't know how I missed this. This, this one would make me very happy. Short logic, uh, from your lips to God's ears. So, uh, you know,
0: the, <laughs> the root, ru- the rumor, um, is, and it's been, a couple of people have confirmed it and then someone else has denied it, so we'll see what actually happens. Apparently Friday, a lot of the uh, fiasco should be cleared up, at least from the legal point of view. Um, and it, the rumor is that the Steelers are making a massive push for Watson. I've seen a couple people say that's true. I've seen a couple people say that story's false. So We'll see what happens. I mean, Watson to the Steelers, though. I mean, they just better load up on offensive linemen through free agency and the draft. But, I mean, Watson throwing it to Claypool, to Deontay Johnson, Najee in the backfield, Pat Fryermuth at tight end. That's
2: That's going to be a good team. Juju.
0: If they pull it off. So, we'll see what happens. Uh uh Ridley Truther, uh, our our Philly friend here, saying grab Schultz in the ninth round of a 1.75 tight end premium a day before the tag. Uh, so happy. Sorry, Josh. I mean, listen, I, I hope it works out for all the Schultz out there. But, I mean, I think we're asking a lot from a guy that's had one good season and may end up losing the best receiver on that team. And may not even have what they're going to twenty twenty two right now. Second best receiver, Michael Gallup, will be coming off of an ACL injury. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm coming at. But let's let's hit this question up. Um, wondering uh, what our thoughts are. Um, push through with with Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, uh, a year in hopes that Watson plays twenty three. Well, I mean. Really true. The thing about this legal case is uh, on Friday, if it works out in Deshaun Watson's favor, I'm sure there's going to be some league discipline, but I don't think it's going to be a full year uh, suspension might be six games might be eight games. And at that point, yeah, I think they figure out between Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, who the guy is for that time period. And then Watson is the guy after that. Uh, What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. I expect him to play this year in some capacity. Maybe it's, you know, six games, eight games. I mean, at at this point, some of it's got to be, you know, time served already. Right. Uh, So, you know, a lot of it comes down to what's, what's really uh, what's really revealed this week. But, um, you know, I've been trading for and drafting him uh, with the expectation that he plays a significant portion. So hopefully the rest of my teams are good enough to get to playoffs and then uh, I'm hoping I have a, a top five or six quarterback to to pair with whoever else I've got.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's an elite quarterback I, in terms of rushing and passing. He finished QB4, QB5, and QB5 in fantasy scoring in his first full three seasons with the Texans. So I'm expecting a lot. I'm, I don't want to get into the implications of the legal issues or talk about that much because I have feelings on that, but that's not the place. Um, but it'll be surprising to see if he does play the whole entire year.
0: Uh, uh, and we, we got to chat about that in the DMs because I'm, I'm with you 100%. I actually told a great friend of this show, Short Logic, to not get me started because I'll be here. I'll waste our entire hour and a half just on that tangent. So I'm I'm, I'm stopping myself before we get started. Um and then we had a uh, we had a lot of tags. We had some trades. but we well, had we had a signing. We had, re-signing. We had uh, Mike Williams resigning with the Chargers for three years, sixty million dollars. God bless being rich. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> God bless being rich. I mean, you're a billionaire. You own an NFL team. Life is good, and you just go, hey, Mike Williams. You were okay for like eight games this season. You want $20 million a year? I mean, if I'm Mike Williams, I'm saying, hell yeah, yeah, I'm signing that contract too, so I don't blame Mike Williams at all, but for for fantasy purposes, like, can Mike Williams replicate that first eight games and actually do it for, you know, an entire season, or was it just a, you know, a, a rush? He just caught fire for a little bit, and that's the best we're ever going to see of Mike Williams. And why don't you start us off on that one?
2: I think that will be the best we've seen of Mike Williams. I mean, his his agenda, his his duty, is he's deep zone, he's deep ball, red zone threat. That's his game right there. I don't see him going on slants. I don't see him on shorts. I don't see him on any other plays, but long. So I don't know if there's much in there for him.
0: Uh, I I couldn't have said it any better, so I'm not going to try to. Am I 100% in agreement with you? I I mean, bless Mike Williams for getting that much money, but I don't know how he did it, but he did it. So good for him. Drew he said what, what,
2: on the NFL Network today that he it was hard work. He deserved it.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. I think he works very hard. He probably comes to practice. He's probably a good teammate. But on the field, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard on the field, but production doesn't seem to match contract in this situation. But, right. again, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a GM. <laughs> what do I know, right? Drew, what do you think about this?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, t- good for him. Great for him. <laughs> uh, you know, he, He's still young enough that he could go after another contract when this one is done. So if he can put up decent numbers for the next couple of seasons and, you know, he could still get a, a really nice, uh, you know, retirement package. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he does his job well. It, people have to respect him on the deep ball. Uh, it certainly helps open things up for Allen, for Eckler. You know, they've, they've got a good system going. So I think there might be a, a part of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And what's it worth to keep, you know, keep the, the crew together that we know has has done some really good things. And, you know, if he can, if he can extrapolate that to even 12 games out of the 17, he doesn't have to go for the full season, but if he can get three or four more high performing games like that, and I'm sure if we went back and watched some tape, he was probably two or three catches away from having some really big games. Um, So I I think it makes sense for the organization. If they, uh, you know, want to continue to compete, they've got to have good weapons and, and some, some solid firepower to go up against KC and, you know, now with Russ in the mix. So. Uh, if they can afford it and it doesn't doesn't break them somewhere else, uh, why not? Yeah,
0: and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, Drew is one of my best friends um, for a lot of different reasons, but one of the reasons is is because Drew can put a good slant on anything. He he can make the bad seem good. Um, you know, they, Drew's like, hey, just a couple more receptions here or there. And it could have been 10 games, 11 games of the Mike Williams greatness that we saw. But it didn't happen. And we, you know, besides this eight game stretch, we really in his career have not seen a consistent stretch of games where he was doing what we kind of all thought he would do coming out of college. (laughs) the short logic all those years as a bill fan will do that to you uh actually i know a lot of bills fans and most of them uh were very bitter until josh allen came to town so drew is actually an anomaly because those bills (laughs) they throw themselves through tables that's how bitter they are think about that for a minute that that is the way to release their pain is throwing themselves through tables so i mean drew drew is the anomaly but yeah, I mean, good for him. Again, I'm not going to hate any player for getting
1: their money, especially if the team is just offering it to them. Um, so, I mean, really, really the truther has a good point here. It's all about, you know, we're talking about legal issues too, right? It's, it's all about precedent. So somebody sets the bar, somebody sets what the market is. So yeah, if Corey Davis is going to go make almost $40 million coming off of, uh, you know, his seventh season or sixth season breakout with Tennessee, going to the Jets, you know, why, why wouldn't Mike Williams? All right, so by that logic, then Juju should make about
0: $30 million this year because he had, like, two really good seasons. He's had wide receiver one seasons. Heck, yeah. Of, of production. That man should get, according to this logic, should get, like, $30, <laughs> 35000000 a year. So, Juju, get you your money. <laughs> Go get seasons, that bag. See how, how much L.A. I'm talking about the charges here. See how much they got left in the bank because apparently they're willing to just just pay money out to these receivers. So um, that's a good one. And then today, I mean, this week has been great. I mean, we've had so much news this week. Carson is a commander. Carson Wentz going back to the NFC East. Uh, My wife is an Eagles fan. So I said to her, are you ready for Carson Wentz to beat you guys twice a year? As a joke, I don't want all the Philly <laughs> people to come after me. I love Philly, even though I'm not an Eagles fan. But he's he's back in the NFC East after a one-year vacation. He went to Indy. I was going to say he got some sun, but Carson Wentz doesn't look like the type of guy that really does well in the sun. Um, <laughs> he needed that dome life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's going to he's going to Washington, the uh, the land of broken guardrails and broken sewer pipes. Um, why don't you start us off? How do you how do you like this for Carson? Maybe for Antonio Gibson? Maybe for Terry McLaurin? Etc. Cetera, et cetera.
1: Josh, we oh, lost for a minute. Who were you, uh, were you tossing that to M or to me? Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't realize I faded out. Go for it. Em.
2: Oh, well, I mean, he stayed healthy in 2021 and he finished QB 15, but he's never Carson Wentz has never fulfilled the promise of his near MVP season in 2017. And now he seems destined to dwell in the QB two zone, particularly with the team he's going to with the commanders. Um, I, I, I think there's more to Carson Wentz than than meets the eye. I think I think there's something going on backstage in the locker room that isn't. It's not he's not jiving with teams. I think that maybe his leadership is off or he just isn't a team player. There's something bigger than just his football that is affecting him being on. I mean, another team, another year for Carson Wentz. And, and I'm not excited about the change. I don't think it's going to do anything for my dynasty rankings. I think he'll still probably be QB, what, 23 or something at best. And even in a two QB league, I'm not drafting him. All
0: right, Drew, what about Carson,
1: the commander here? Yeah, he's got to survive FedEx field first and foremost. Uh, <laughs> I saw a fun tweet speaking of the, uh, the Eagles. Uh, crew. Uh, somebody asked Eagles fans if they're excited to catch passes from Carson Wentz again, but, um, sh- uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw, I also saw, I forget who it was. Maybe it was John Bauer. Or somebody else uh, put out that sadly he will likely be Terry McLaurin's best quarterback. This is like uh, Allen Robinson 2.0, right? Uh, having survived all of these terrible, terrible quarterbacks, and not not all terrible, but just the rotation not being able to gain any kind of rhythm. Uh, I mean, you we all saw this last year what kind of chemistry uh, Chase and Burrow had, which seemed to carry over from even you know two seasons prior or three three seasons ago in in, uh, in college. So so much of that is so important for these um, these teammates. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic for McLaurin that he at least stays relevant. I don't think his value drops tremendously or his production. So I'm if people are starting to get scared because it is Carson Wentz and they have a similar view as you M is, you know, he's a low end QB two, then, you know, I'll, I'll buy the dip on, on McLaurin, especially if he's my wide receiver two or three or something like that. But as far as Wentz goes, I've got to think it only gets harder each new system you go into. Um, You know, there are very, very few people like a Brady or a Stafford or a Manning that are truly elite and can go in and not only physically do it, but then, you know, mentally um, do it as well. So yeah, I, I'm not thrilled. I don't know. I haven't really thought through what it means for, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson or anything like that, but uh we'll see. But yeah, he's got to survive all of the bad, the bad juju that's going on in Washington.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it Carson Wentz number 2 pick in 2016 and he's going to be on his third team in 3 years. That's crazy um yeah it's it made me sad when you talked about Carson Wentz being the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has ever had um and you know I've already seen the jokes about you know how long until uh Taylor Heineke comes in and takes his job like (laughs) like Jalen Hurts did um (laughs) so that'll be interesting uh I will say that uh, Darius Leonard did say, um, you know, did wish him good luck, did say he had a a great time playing with them. So at least somebody on the other side of the ball kind of wished them well on his way out. But man, this is going to be interesting, man. Now, now the Colts have an opening, uh, do the Colts get wild and try to get Watson, or are they looking more at a Jimmy Garoppolo, Jordan Love type uh, type player, maybe a Jameis Winston in free agency to to fill the void? It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what Indy does because they kind of are what we've been saying about Denver for the last couple of years. Just give them a good quarterback, and they can be you know they can be a playoff team, and they can be a team that. You uh, you don't want to mess with in the playoffs, so that that's going to be very interesting to see. All right, so uh, forty minutes. Uh, I knew the news was going to be long, uh, and that's fine because there was a lot of it to go through. But now we're going to do what we do best. We're going to talk about what we saw on the timeline and. He's in the chat right now, and he uh, he asked us a question, so we're going to kind of go with it. Uh, with Wilson and Wentz news, what do you think the value of some of the remaining QBs on the market might be? Guys like Watson or Cousins or anyone else you think might be out there? Uh, I'll take this one first, and I'll start with Watson because, I mean, the Texans have to look at the – the Russ Wilson deal and be like, yeah, we're going to need this on steroids. Um, Watson is young. We've seen Watson carry a bad team and he also has a no trade clause. So he's not going to just any scrub team that can rustle up some picks and throw a couple players, uh, Houston's way. He's gonna, they're going to have to, uh, They're going to have to come hard and be a talented team. So, I mean, whenever the Watson trade happens, whether it's Friday, whether it's a week from now, whether it's the day before the draft, uh, someone is going to have to give Houston a ransom. It's going to probably make the Russ Wilson deal look silly. And um, he's kind of the... He's the last kind of crown jewel that's out there. He's it. If you don't get Watson like I spoke about earlier you're looking at Jimmy G. You're looking at Jordan Love. Maybe even I've heard some people say that um, Gardner Minshew could uh, could be on the move. So that's kind of the class of quarterback you're talking about once you uh, once Watson finds a new home. So yeah, he, he is the bell of the ball right now, and until he's moved, he will continue to be that. Uh, and which which quarterback are you kind of looking at through all of this mess and and trying to see what happens?
2: Um, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins. I think that he's a consistent super flex value. He's reliable and dependent. I think he's a perfect asset for any super flex team looking for an affordable depth, depth excuse me, or better assets at their positions in a startup. I mean, there's only been two quarterbacks with six consecutive top 15 seasons this last six years. The one other one being who we're hearing about in the news Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. He has good production and he's reliable. Looking at draft boards for 2022, I'm thinking in a 2QB 12 team startup, he would likely be pick 13, around 13.06 with an ADP of 122.9, Wilson has scored only like 39 40 more points than fantasy points per season than Cousins, so like if you break that down over 16 weeks, that's only like 2.45% more 2.4 point 2.45 more points per week. So if you're selecting Russell Wilson at pick 50, it means that you're passing over a high-end RB2, a wide receiver 1 or a top five like t- tight end pick but again that someone that stays on the field provides valuable points weekly and allows you to find better value at other positions not to mention he has outscored baker mayfield who's three and a half rounds earlier he's outscored him every year so i'm high up on kirk cousins especially in a two qb league
1: and i want to i want to put this up here yeah, real tell, quick tell us how you feel about deontay johnson while
0: we're at it yeah <laughs> sure Short logic just said and <laughs> solidified her status on this show because we are we're not a pro Kirk Cousins podcast, we are the pro Kirk Cousins podcast. So just, just listening to that. If you started a church tomorrow, I would be in the front pew, hands <laughs> in the air, because I all of that was just perfect. It was beautifully said, and Kirk Cousins is just honestly, the most disrespected quarterback
2: Absolutely. in Superflex
0: and two QB leagues every year. Nobody wants him. Why? I don't know. He's not flash and run. He doesn't do. No, he just scores fantasy points. That's all he does. And for some reason, we don't like him as a community. We on this show love him. But as a community, we don't like him for some reason. Like you said, he he's what going at pick 135. Like that is disgusting. Like, that is an, that is ugly. But for some reason, we 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 do this. I don't know why. But, Drew, uh, go, go ahead. Who Who's your quarterback? Who are you keeping an eye on? Who do you want to see go somewhere? Uh,
1: selfishly, I've got Jimmy G on a few teams, either that I inherited or that somehow he ended up being a value somewhere, uh, which he's certainly not as productive as Kirk Cousins has been. But I think he also – uh, suffers from some underrating from the community, whether it's from missed games or, you know, I, I know he's had some of his Carson Wentz moments where he just like, what the hell was that? But uh, I, I think for the right system with a coach and a team that'll uh, work with him, I think he could, ha- you know, he could help a team make a, a deep run. So I'd love to see him go somewhere. Uh, you know, if Indy picks him up, I think Reich would be a good match for him there you know, having a solid run game. Um, I'm not opposed to Seattle. If they can get a running game, throw up the the line a little bit because Jimmy G on the run is not pretty. But I do love the idea of Noah Fant uh, Mm -hmm. catching, you know, three yard shallow crosses or uh, quick outs from Jimmy G and then all those yards after the catch, uh, like what Jimmy G is used to playing in his his last system. So, but all that to say, you know what? He may not even move. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, It's hard to believe that Trey Lance isn't going to be the guy this year. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I think Jimmy G I'm, I'm watching to see where he goes I've had some people try to get Jimmy G for me cheap Like a mid or late second, something like that Which uh, I'm holding at this point um, Especially since they're all super flex leagues I'm, I'm hanging on to that value um, But once he goes somewhere else If I can get into the, you know Late first or something for him uh, I think I'll certainly go younger and try you know, the shiny new toy Now that we're in, in rookie draft season But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see where Jimmy goes
0: uh, R.I.P. your mentions after you said that uh, Jimmy G might uh, might stay in San Francisco. All the Trey Lance lovers are going to come after you. So good luck. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I pray for you and your mentions a, after you said that. Um, all right. Let's hit this next one here from Saquon Barkley Burner at Burner underscore Saquon. Should I trade Jonathan Taylor for Herbert? 12 team. Half point PPR. Yes. With, okay. Uh, Drew said yes. So you're not even gonna look. So I'm going to finish for everyone else out there, but Drew said yes. Um, half point PPR with a tight end premium. It says two QB super flex. I don't know what that exactly means. Is it two QB or super flex? Um, my QBs are Dak and Deshaun. His running backs after this trade would be Dobbins and ETN. He also has two picks in this upcoming rookie draft. I don't know where they are. Was it mentioned? No,
1: he has the second pick in the upcoming draft. Oh, he
0: has the second pick. Yeah. So, all right. So, I really, this trade is would you rather have Dak, Deshaun, and Herbert with Dobbins and Brees Hall, or would you rather have Dak and Deshaun with Jonathan Taylor? Dobbins and maybe have like Malik Willis as your uh, QB three. So that's that's the real question: Do you want to be stronger at quarterback or do you want to be stronger at running back? Because while I love that trade, I mean the running backs look gross after the trade. I mean I love Dobbins, but yeah. Like ETN, I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling that. So it's uh, a risky play. It's, Go ahead, and I'll, I'll let you uh, start off on this one since Drew immediately said yes before I even got through the tweet, <laughs> which he never does. So he feels very passionately about it. But uh, I, I'll, I'll let you hit this one up.
2: I mean, I, I, Travis Etienne, I, I get that he was a first round draft pick and I get that there's a path there with him there for him without James Robinson and him out with the Achilles. But if James Robinson isn't installed at the beginning of the year, there's a chance there's a path for him. But again, he didn't. Etienne didn't play last year, and it's always risky to go on go with a guy that hasn't played in the NFL. And he is in the dead zone RB category, and I think that he could be a low end RB one, but I don't know if that's likely. He's dynamic in the passing game, like maybe like the Eckler or the Swift scenario. And I know Trevor Lawrence will improve in year two with their Clemson connection. That's possible. That they left they finish off or they continue off where they finished off. Um I think it is the time to to buy ETN, but I don't I don't like this trade ending up with just Dobbins and ETN. I think it's I think it's risky. I don't get maybe trading why not Dak for Herbert? Or is he trying to stack up on on quarterbacks? Is that what I I don't understand what he's trying to do here.
0: Yeah, I, I guess if this is an actual two QB league, I get wanting to have the big time third because you got to start two every week. there's injuries, there's especially if Watson is QB two, if he's got to serve any kind of suspension, by weeks, I get it. But man, we're listen, I was a big ETN guy last year. I, I liked what I saw. people hated on him. I said fine. But then he got a Liz Frank injury. And by the way, hashtag not a doctor, but I read enough from people in the fantasy space that actually know what they're talking about when it comes to this stuff. With these Liz Frank injuries, the first year back is always kind of the get ramped up back into form. You're not quite 100%. And it takes about the entire season we've seen it with julio jones we've seen it i believe with uh des bryant we we've seen this over and over again so now we're talking about a running back that didn't play at all last year and now has to kind of ramp themselves up throughout the season Mm. i don't know if i want that at rb2 Now, if you're talking about rb3 rb4 all right cool like not a problem but rb2 uh I don't know how much i like that now i will say this all depends on your league value says yes get yourself herbert your team says mm, not so fast and then you also need to know your league is this a very active league are trades being made all the time because if it is all right do this trade because you're getting the value side of it and then realize okay I got to do something. I don't know what your wide receivers look like. So maybe you have. Why can trade for a running back? Maybe you're just in love with Brees Hall and know that he's going to be that dude and he's going to, you know, you take him at one Oh two and you you're happy. Um, But if this is like the one trade that's going to happen in this league for the entire season, that gives me pause. That would make me sit back and say, And I don't know that. Obviously, that information was not given. So there's, you know, there's kind of a couple of different buckets to look at here. But if we're just going straight value and I know our uh, our boss, uh, our good friend, Russ Fisher, would say you always trade for value and you can always make another trade to uh, to shore up something else later on. But you know, if, you're, if you know your league is inactive, if you know that there's only going to be two or three trades made in this league for the entire season, it might be tough to, to make up that gap. So I say do it just because of the value, but there is definitely a buyer beware sign all over that. So let's hit our next one here. This is from Jason Blondeau. I, I said that right. At blonde 333 what would you rather have in a 12-team, super flex, tight end premium? Start 11. Don't know what the premium is, so I just kind of made the assumption it was a 1.5 premium. Uh, Lance, the 104 this year, and Dallas Goddard or Patrick Mahomes? The the big, the big dog, the big fish. A guy that's probably gonna go still 101 in super flex stress about fifty percent, sixty percent of the time. He shouldn't, but he probably he probably will. Um (laughs) so Drew, why don't you start us off on this one? Do you like that Lance package or do you like Patrick Mahomes all by himself.
1: Uh, my first question is who's your other quarterback or what does your quarterback room look like? Um, if, if Lance is going to be your hopeful QB one, because you've got Derek Carr, you've got cousins, you've got somebody else that's, you know, typically on that borderline or a QB two, it's a little risky, but for start 11, um, you have a high likelihood of getting two starters here. And if Trey Lance is as good as everybody who loves him thinks he is, then he has the opportunity to put up similar numbers any given week um, with his running, with some of the big plays that he can achieve. Uh, so there's some more questions for me there. As far as you know, at face value, I've got Mahomes in a, in a number of leagues. And if somebody approached me with a Lance 104 this year, which is – you know, maybe uh, Kenneth Walker, Traylon Burks. You get probably the wide receiver one, the QB one or two. It all depends on how your your league values some of the rookies coming out. We'll see where draft capital goes and stuff. But um, I would at least think about this as the the Mahomes uh, manager. Granted that most of my Mahomes teams, I've got a, a really strong QB two. I think in half of them, I've got Josh Allen as my other quarterback because I picked him up a couple of years ago, either through auction or um, got him on trades before he made the historic jump in completion percentage. Um, I know in our OG league, I think I've got Rogers as my QB two there, so I would take the risk on on Lance in that case. But if it's Mahomes and I'm you know stacked to other positions, but my QB two and three situation is pretty weak, I probably still want um, you know the known asset in Mahomes. But it's it's very uh, very team dependent for me. Right. Have and it what better.
2: You- I couldn't have said it better. That's that's where I stand.
1: So way yeah. to go,
2: Drew. You took it all my words from me.
1: <laughs> so we'll see you next week too, right, M. It sounds like yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you want me here, I'll be there.
0: <sighs> well, now now we got now we gotta we gotta work a way to get M back on for another show. But uh, that'll be after the fact. Um, listen, Jason. I'm very much a Patrick Mahomes is still that dude. And if you're going to get him off of one of my teams now, full disclosure, I have exactly zero shares of Patrick Mahomes. So I I want to put that out there so people don't go, you know, do you even own Patrick Mahomes? No, I don't. Um, But if I had Patrick Mahomes, on my team, I, I would need I would need the Godfather offer. He's still that dude. He's still, you know. Drew mentioned it. He said QB two, and you know what? I agree one hundred percent with him. But he's a really, really, really good QB two. He is the second best quarterback in the league for fantasy. For fantasy, you got uh, the bait for reality, but for fantasy. He is the second-best quarterback in the league. It's going to take more for me. Trey Lance, listen, upside to the moon. But he's he's played – he's started one game in 17 last year. We don't know what the offense is going to look like this year because I have a feeling that uh, Kyle Shanahan is in the left. Things up because you are going to run a completely different offense with Trey Lance as your trigger man as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. The 104. Listen, we've all been saying it. Is the 104 going to get you a good player? Probably, but this is a weaker draft class. So the 104 doesn't have the same impact that, let's say, the 104 last year had or the probable 104 in 2023. So we got to take that into account. And then Dallas Goddard. How many times have we said, pass what, the top six tight ends for fantasy? It doesn't really matter who you have. Now, if you you think Dallas Goddard is going to be a consistent top six guy for the next three years, all right, cool, snag him. He's going to give you a positional advantage a lot of weeks. I think he's just, I think he's one of those guys. He's very good. He can have, you know, very good games. He might even be able to give you a very good season, but he is in that mass of seven through 17, which are all pretty much the same guy. So this isn't the type of offer that I would, you know, hit accept on. It's a good starting point. Uh, You know, I think a counter is, do you know
1: so Josh if this is uh Justin Fields instead of Trey Lance everything else the same does that move the needle for you Ah, man we're we're still talking about we're talking
0: about potential we're talking about really three potential pieces Justin Fields slash Trey Lance could potentially be a top five guy the 104 could potentially be a good player Dallas Goddard could potentially be a top six tight end we're, we're dealing with three potential pieces, and I know it's a start 11, so it's depth. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But I need something solid. I need something that I know I can rely on. So if this is I, Kittle instead of Goddard. Now we're, now we're talking. We're, we're having a conversation. But we're not there yet because, Drew, you're right. We don't know what the rest of the quarterback room looks like for this team. So if QB2 is, let's say, Dak Prescott, okay, we're, we're having a conversation if QB2 is, it's a much different, kind. Con- and I know I didn't mean to disrespect your love, Drew, um, but uh, Tua, much different conversation than Dak. So you went there. I, listen I mean you you think he's better than Trevor Lawrence so that's on you man that's not on me um but yeah I mean it, it's a to- so it's a it's a totally different conversation so but just looking at it on its face I'm, I'm with Mahomes the whole way what about going the other way all right so this is from Steve Dennis what about going the other way if I wanted to turn t- Lance excuse me Lance into a QB two plus what kind of package would you be looking for? This is interesting because I think you need to identify the probably at least two, probably more like three or four guys in your league that love Trey Lance that are just like, they know he's going to be the let the next Lamar. Like that's what they're talking about. And then at that plus, I mean, QB2 is a tough one because M, so eloquently mentioned it earlier. Everyone thinks about Kirk Cousins as a QB2. His points say otherwise, but everyone thinks of him as a QB2. So like Lance could turn into like Kirk Cousins a 1 and it's like a high 2 or something like that. I would think minimum and if someone really loves lance you could probably turn it into kirk cousins and two ones i mean it all depends on how deep the love is for lance i mean listen i thought lance coming out last year was literally could and could have ended up being the second best quarterback to come out of this class above justin fields he had that potential but it's potential that that's what we're talking about right now. Potential. So, yeah, get yourself like a Kirk Cousins, like do that, you know, and then get a bunch of pieces on top of that, or a couple pieces on top of that to turn Lance into, you know, especially because this was a start eleven. Do that. What do you think, M?
2: I'm on, I'm on the same page as you fellows. I'm I'm thinking more so that. Trace, it's obvious Trey Lance was a bit of a disappointment. We didn't see as much of him as we wanted to, and there's not a lot of tape out there to evaluate him. But Shanahan has always been upfront about wanting to sit and develop Lance for a year, similar to the Patrick Mahomes model when he was behind Alex Smith. I mean, the signs are there pointing to him being a prolific fantasy option. That's he's in a good conducive environment in San Francisco for fantasy scoring. He has, I mean, he could be the highest second-year QB prospect going forward. He has the rushing capacity. He has a creative scheme. He has elite weapons on offense with Kittle, Debo, and Brandon. So I'm really, I need to know more, more about this trade before I can make a decision on it. There's still questions for me. I don't know who he has at tight end right now. So there's too many questions for me.
0: You think, Drew? What what would uh, what would you look for if we were going in reverse here, like Steve said about turning uh, Trey Lance into a QB two plus?
1: Yeah, I, I think I still flirt with uh, older guys that are still QB ones. So I, I know Cousins falls or can fall into that category depending on the week, depending on the season. Um, you know, I, I'd see what I could do, what I could add to Stafford. You know, he's thirty four now. I know we just won a Super Bowl, but I think a lot of people are still maybe not giving him the respect that he deserves after changing teams and going the distance. Um, You know, I, I I would be fine if somebody wanted to look at, uh, you know, you're right. If you go down to a Tua or somebody like that, then, you know, you've, you've got a lot more room to add either a higher first or, um, you know, find some other young pieces that you like. Uh, If you're giving up youth at the quarterback, I want to get significant value back other places. I don't mind going older, in one of those three or four pieces you get. But, um, you know, going back to that JT for Herbert, you know, idea, even there, how many more elite years does Jonathan Taylor have, even if he is the outlier and he goes until he's 27 or 28 compared to, well, how many elite years does Herbert have, which I know there are people that say, you know, my my dynasty league might be dead by the time Herbert's done playing, but, um, get in a better (laughs) league, but otherwise, um, I, I'm looking at, you know, you've got a young quarterback that was drafted that highly for a reason. I know everybody says quarterback's the hardest position to really understand or to, to predict accurately. So there's still margin for error, but I mean, San Francisco moved up. Shanahan's got a strong track record with quarterbacks. He's had a year to develop behind a, a, an adequate quarterback in front of him. Uh, he's got good pieces around him. So I, I would want a significant amount here, you know, and, and that's regardless of whatever team makeup is. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, short logic. I think you should be able to get Trevor Lawrence plus for Lance. Um, I think there are enough people that are down on Trevor Lawrence that are down on the Jags in general. Um, the, the plus may not be as big. It might be, you know, uh, an early second or a, a wide receiver three that you hope has wide receiver two upside. Um, but i i don't know I, I would be i would be tempted depending on what the plus is to make that move but again you know like i've said if if the quarterback room if if Lance is a luxury pick for you and you have the luxury of waiting around to see what he turns into his value could can also go higher still i think you know as soon as Jimmy G has moved and he's locked in as the week 1 starter you have a lift uh, i know some people are probably baking that in but then uh, you know the first couple of games that he goes out and does something electric Because there's not a lot of film on him, I think you have another opportunity for a lift. So, uh, yeah, I I would need quite a bit to move off a a young asset like that. Man, if you could get T-Law Plus for Lance,
0: do do that immediately. Like, do, do that. I mean, we all look at Trevor Lawrence and his season was not good. It was bad. It was very bad. But he was literally trying to be a starting quarterback and a head coach in his rookie season. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if any player coming out ever could have done that. Urban Meyer was on vacation from day one. He wasn't flying back with the team. If you heard his post game press conferences, he didn't even know what players were on the field. I mean, it was just, it was terrible it was bad we have doug peterson in there now professional head coach you got to believe with all that money and the the draft picks that they're gonna bring some weapons in uh so yeah if you can do that i mean t law plus do that immediately because i mean i think both of those guys can be very similar as far as fantasy production and then you get whatever the plus is, and you're good to go. Uh, here's another one from from Ridley Truther here. Off topic, but in a 12-team, 1.75 tight and premium. Uh, Superflex startup in a vacuum. Are you going G- Gerald Everett, who hits free agency? I believe he does. I just checked it while we were talking about the previous question. Or the 301 in 2022. Uh, drafting our spots for rookie draft if we want. Meh. Like, do whatever makes you happy. If you're a big Gerald Everett fan, do that. If you're a big rookie pick fan, do that. <laughs> I mean, we don't know where Gerald Everett's going to end up, and honestly, have you know has Gerald Everett ever really done anything? So we can't expect you know him being on his. he will be another one, third team in three years probably, unless he resigns in Seattle. Um. He's trade just, out and get a
1: 23 second
0: if you can, yeah. I mean, and then the 301, you know, we're talking about this class kind of maybe dro- dropping off a cliff after like 107, 108. Three, oh, by the time we get to 301, whew, I mean, good luck at that point. Like Drew said, you're hoping to uh trade that 301 to somebody who has the fever for a 2023 20, second or something like that, so um. Yeah, I'm just like meh. What do you think? Em? I'm
2: I I don't have much much to say on this.
0: Yeah. So do do whatever makes you feel happy. Really, truth. That's what we're gonna say. Do whatever makes you feel happy. What brings you
1: joy? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs>
0: what we're all about. We're all about happiness and, and just doing what you do. Um, this next we got here is from Dirk Comizar two at Dirk Comizar two. That's very easy. In a super flex rookie draft, who is your 101? Traylon Burks, Malik Willis, or Brees Hall? Drew, why don't you start us off? Uh, I know in the league I run, you have the 101, so this is a decision on your plate. So, 101, you got these three guys. Is it the wide receiver? Is
1: it the running back? Or is it the quarterback? You know what's fun, Josh, is I have the first two picks in that league. Yeah, you can screw up
0: ADP if you want to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as Larry did in our OG league, taking Trevor Lawrence at like 107 because he stacked up. But uh... don't worry that that
0: helped that helped me get the 102 in that league, even though we made it to the oh, uh, to the semifinals. So uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with what he did.
1: Uh, I think in, in most superflex leagues, I think you're going to take Malik Willis. You're going to take the quarterback. You're going to take the upside, take the athleticism, uh, especially if he lands in a decent situ- situation with, uh, you know, top half of, of the first round. Um, I think there are plenty of places where if I have the 101, I'm okay with either him or Brees Hall. So if somebody wants to make an offer, or somebody wants to move up from. 102 to 101 I will squeeze every bit of value that I can and I'll be happy with who I get unless I just absolutely need a position for the fall but um, in most cases I think it's prudent to take the quarterback uh, especially if he gets the top half of the first round like I think a lot of people are projecting at this point Um, so that's where I would typically go I've got the 101 in in a a home league that I co commission as well and I'm actually I've got the 106 as well, and I'm trying to see if I can move up to the 102 because I I would love to walk away with both Willis and Hall. Um, I'm fine picking up wide receivers along the way or trading for them later on. Uh, But if I'm really going to try to make some noise in one of these leagues, you know, people are saying Brees Hall might be, you know, Josh Jacobs or uh, David Montgomery, which both of those guys, I think, are serviceable, you know, running back twos. Um, especially if they can be productive by week four, five, six. So, um, my ideal would be you know walk away with both those guys. But if I had to pick one of them, I'll, I'll go with the quarterback in most Superflex situations. The quarterback. All right, and who do you got
0: here? Is it the running back, the quarterback, or the wide receiver?
2: I got the running back at six one two twenty. Is he Brees Hall? He was a bruiser for Ohio or Iowa State in twenty twenty one. Um, he's elusive. He's a great pass catcher and he has plenty of speed and power. He's essentially, I'd say the most complete back in the class and should be an early down back from day one. Um, he consistently got through defenders with, I think like nearly 75 broken tackles had nearly 1500 rushing yards. And he set a record for scoring a touchdown in 24 straight games. I think he's going to come out of the gates running and I'm ready to draft him.
0: Oh man, this is, this is tough. We got, we got one for Malik Willis. We got one for Brees Hall. I could make this real easy and just say Traylon Burke. So it's a three-way tie, uh, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not, uh, if I believed it, I'd say it, but I, I don't <laughs> believe that uh, I think Traylon Burks is going to be very good in the league, but he would not be my one one in a super flex rookie draft. Um, I hate to disagree with M because I've agreed with everything she said so far, but I'm going to go with Drew here. I think it's Malik Willis. I've actually been on the uh, Malik Willis bandwagon for a while before senior bowl, where he kind of really kind of planted his full, obviously after the combine, which we normally would have talked about, but there was so much news. We knew we wouldn't have time for all the combine stuff. Um, Malik Willis, I mean, we just talked about Trey Lance and the upside because of the rushing potential, because of the arm and all that stuff. And Malik Willis is a lot of that. He's raw. You know, there's there's definitely someone draft him and probably have to sit him. They're probably at least for half the season. Work out the, some of the mechanical stuff, you know. But... Guy was a, I believe it was a four-star recruit by Auburn. Uh, then he he left and went to Liberty and really kind of lit it up. You know, I hear the knocks on him that he couldn't perform in the big games. But, I mean, who who else from Liberty is getting drafted? Like, answer that question. You know, there's nobody that you care about that's getting drafted from Liberty. So that's what he was working with. So, obviously – when you're playing the big boys and you're at a uh, skill disadvantage, it's going to be hard to look good. So I think with better players around them, he's going to look better, you know? Uh, so yeah, for me in a super flex, it's Malik Willis. Um, but that's a little bit biased on my part. Cause I have loved him for a very long time. And I'm glad that people are starting to, to catch up to my, uh, to my love affair with Malik Willis. So
2: uh,
0: there you go. We got, I think we got time for one more. Um, And and this is an interesting one. This is one I I really want to talk to you guys about and get into because it's it's an interesting one. So we got uh, Alfredo Brown at Alfredo Brown GM. Uh, I'm not really into the buy-sell in Dynasty football this time of year, but Allen Robinson is looking like a value. And this is interesting because it all depends on what you think Allen Robinson is. Is he the dude he's always been and just had one bad season with the circus that was the Chicago Bears? Or is he washed? Is he a dude that can't do it anymore? So, personally, this is a big, like, where does he land in free agency? If he lands, let's say... with M's favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, I'm loving that. Because guess what? Nobody's going to care about Allen Robinson while Devontae Adams is on the field, while A.J. (laughs) Dillon is on the field, while Aaron Jones is on the field. They're not going to care about Allen Robinson. You just don't have enough defensive players to care. And I think he can do really well. But... Yeah, I've heard this song and dance. You know, what if he goes back to Jacksonville? I don't know if that's the best place for him. And we could kind of see a repeat of what happened in Chicago where, you know, barring what we see them doing free agency and in the draft, you know, if Allen Robinson is the wide receiver one in Jacksonville and the defense is keying on Allen Robinson because there aren't other offensive players to worry about, it can be a bad thing. So this is really a, for me, it's not a buy or a sell. It's a wait and see because, I mean, his is going to determine a lot about how we feel about him. Uh, Drew, what do you think about this one? Buy, sell or is he just a hold right now?
1: I think he's a hold if you have him. I'm I'm curious what you'd be willing to risk to to get him now before the news because that's part of the the fun of it all, right? Is you know if uh, you know there might be ten positive situations for him out there based on the team makeup, based on the quarterback and situation. I feel like you know two thirds there are better odds that it's neutral or negative for him. So I'm probably avoiding at this point unless I can get him for a third round pick. If I can get him for a third-round pick, I'll throw that versus what I'm going to try to throw a third-round pick in the rookie draft. Um, but I don't know that anybody's taking that at this point. Um, I'm, I'm probably not giving up a top-20 pick for him. Um, so that's that's kind of where I land on him. Uh, it does look like he was scripted out of a lot of uh, effectiveness this year, which sucks for him. Uh, I like the guy. Uh, you know, He's put up with a lot of crap along the years. So I'd love to see a guy you know get his shot to, to – have a really successful season and get the credit that he's due, uh, but for fantasy, I've got to get you know, I'll give the 211, 212, something like that. If I've got it uh, to get him as a dart throw, but otherwise, it's man, I'm not interested. All right,
0: and what do you think about about Allen Robinson? Is he a buy, a sell, or a hold?
2: I mean, I have shares of of Robinson, and I'm holding on to him. I. I'm not ready to say yet that he's been washed. I think this last year was terrible. And like you said, they've been scripting him out of the game. But um, he's he nonetheless, he's consistently performed like a top 10 receiver except for 2021. He has good hands and body control even against contested catches and he managed to post back to back 1000 yard seasons in 2019 and 2020 despite the faulty qb play that that just follows him around so i don't know if it's like too early to project on the ceiling or the floor because he he never has been with an elite pass thrower or with an elite uh slinger like like any in the league he if he came to To Green Bay, that'd be the first time he had a good quarterback, and since dating back to high school. So I think there's a lot that can be done with a different quarterback. But in terms of durability, he has had several injuries during his tenure in the NFL. His most significant, or his most, yeah, his most recent significant injury was in December 2020. Though his most severe injury was a torn ACL in 2017. Um, uh, never, nevertheless, his injury has history does bring some durability questions to mind, but, um, I think he'd work well as the number one wide receiver somewhere, though. He's not the fastest receiver in the game. Um, he can conquer press coverage and overcome elite cover corners. He won't be coming off his best season as we all know, but he's still a number one option teams such as not just Jacksonville, but Philadelphia and Cleveland could also use him for that role. So for now, I'm holding on to him. I think he's a I and I, I don't know if, if a, if he was that great of a value pick and someone tried to trade me for him, I would, I would buy. I would.
0: There you go. So uh it's actually good that we have M go last on questions just because um she can bring a whole lot of knowledge to the situation and I can just say very basic things. And then she just is like, she's like the cleanup hitter. She just I get on base, and then she just smacks it out of the park, and it's just it's just multi-run home runs all the time. So we got, we got one more, and I like to do this when we have guests on. I like to scroll their timelines. I like to see things they said, and then I like to ask them about it because it's fun to see uh, what other people think about uh, this game that we play, the fun that we have. So this last one here is from Emily H. Lefko at M. The Gem at amazing at MVP at empowered underscore FF. She said, so this was actually a retweet. This was a quote tweet, excuse me, about Christian McCaffrey. CMC is arguably the most complicated player to evaluate in Dynasty right now. What do we do with him in Dynasty? Buy, sell, or hold? And you replied, same thing I've done for years. Avoided him. So this yeah. is fun because Christian McCaffrey used to be the guy that we all agreed on. He was the best. He's the 101. It doesn't matter the format. And over the last couple of years, there were two warring camps. We got the CMC is still that dude camp and we got the CMC ain't it no more can't. so M you have avoided him for years so so tell us a little bit more about that why have you avoided him what are you seeing out there that is leading you to avoid him
2: well he's had two consecutive seasons where he's played a total of 10 games 10 games that's it And one of the most alarming factors probably for me about Christian McCaffrey is his recent injury history is how many different issues there have been generally when a player misses this many games over a short period of time, it's one specific area that continues to give them trouble, but that has not been the case for Christian McCaffrey. It's been ankle, hamstring, shoulder, thigh injuries. And the lifespan of running backs in the NFL is so short, but hopefully I mean, hopefully this isn't the case for him here. It would be extreme if his body had already broken down after just three full seasons of NFL service. Um, he'll try to bounce back in 2022, but I'm going to have nothing to do with him on my roster, and it, it's just how I've continued to play. But over, I mean, it's notable over his first three seasons, he totaled over 4,300 yards. He had over 40 touchdowns and 225 receptions, something like that he was dominating the game in a way that we had never seen in recent times. So maybe he still has it. Maybe he doesn't, but I'm just afraid that his body is already breaking down and I won't have anything to do with it.
0: All right, Drew, is she right? Is she wrong? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. She's right. I'm assuming. Yes.
2: 100%. Yes. She's she's wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean to pay what you've had to pay to get that, 10 games of production, which again, hindsight is 20, 20, right. But ultimately I, I am so uninterested in CMC. He uh, for any orphans that I've taken over in the last couple of years that I've had him, I have immediately looked for a trade partner and probably sold at a, a loss at, at whatever the current value was at a time. But um, you know, and again, it's all stuff that's so far out of our control, but I think with what we've seen in the last couple of years, I mean, name another running backer that's come back to top five form after this type of injury um, sequence. So, you know, I, I think this is for me, another reason why I'm, I'm not interested if people are, I've got some contending teams where people are trying to send Derek Henry, Henry my way and I'm, I'm not having it unless again, that value is just so clearly in my favor for that trade. Um, so yeah, I a hundred percent agree with M on this one. Um, I would avoid him. If you have him, I would, you know, you have so only so many windows available to you to get decent value back. So I would encourage folks get, get the value that you can. And if you're wrong on this one, on an aging running back with a lot of wear and tear and injury history recently, you know what? That's, (laughs) that's tough, but I think the (laughs) odds are uh, most of us will be better off if we can get decent value for him. Yeah, the, I agree too. And here's the thing, Drew,
0: you mentioned hindsight being 20 My issue is, is that we kind of knew that there was a high probability of this happening, and here's the reason why. I don't look at a lot of things when it comes to running backs, but the one thing that I do look at is how much they're being used And Christian McCaffrey, 2019, was used 100 times. He had 287 rushing attempts and 116 receptions. We, you know, when we were highest on Christian McCaffrey, we always talked about the fact that he was out on like 98% of snaps. So not only is he receiving, not only is he rushing, he's pass blocking. He's running out for routes, even though he may not even be targeted. He, there's all this stuff.
2: Returning punts. And,
0: returning punts. And, the, and this is the same thing we've kind of been saying. Drew, you also mentioned it. Derrick Henry. All right. Derrick Henry. He's built different, as the saying goes. He is not human. He's an alien. So Tennessee just loads them up on touches every year. The dam will always break at some point. And once it breaks, it's very hard to put it back together. We saw with Todd Gurley was another guy, a bunch of touches. And obviously, he had arthritic knees, he had all kinds of other stuff. But you only have a certain amount of touches in the NFL. You get hit that many times, eventually it's going to catch up to you. We've kind of seen the same thing. Uh, with Zeke, you know, yeah, he's playing through stuff, but he's obviously not the guy he used to be. It's because of the massive amount of touches that these guys are getting. So, yeah, for, like, Christian McCaffrey, like, you know, I hear the, the argument, well, he gets 30 touches, or he gets 30 points a game. Well, yeah, he gets 30 points a game because he has, like, 25 touches a game. He has 30 touches a game, and that that I think is the reason why he has also been dealing with injuries the past two seasons. Because, yeah, when he's out there, the Panthers go, oh, yeah, you're back to 30 touches a game. Make it happen. I mean, last year he had 136 touches, and he played what, like? how many games did he play
1: six, Five, like six. yeah it and, wasn't a lot and he had
0: 136 touches like so obviously when he's out there they don't care they're gonna use him short logic better a year early than a year late exactly uh drew i think he nailed it on the head get what you can get and get out because if if he's on one of your teams, if you pick up an orphan that he's on because, I mean look, could he turn around and play 16 out of 17 games and have 30 points a game? Sure. Anything's possible. But the touches, they always catch up to you. It doesn't matter who you are. Even caught up with AP, even though AP is like 38 and still getting signed to teams, but like, they eventually always catch up. So I'm with you, M. I I am in full avoidance. I'm proud to say that I have zero shares of that player as well. So I don't have to worry about these things. When I see CMC in a uh, trade offer, I say thank you, but no thank you. I don't need that on my team. And I move along with my day because I'll be happy for six games, and then I'll be very, very upset for eleven. So,
2: right.
0: I like I like to try to get guys on my team that will make me uh, more happy than uh, than upset. It's my, kind of my my rule that I play by. So, um, good
2: rule to live by. Uh,
0: I try. I'm not always successful, but I try. So, M, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, this was so much fun. Really appreciate all of your insight. Before we wrap this up, tell everybody who you are, where they can find you and what you're up to.
2: Well, I'm up to a lot these days. I'm doing a lot of writing. I write for dynasty six pack. I write for dynasty nerds and I write for club fantasy FFL, which is women of fantasy football. And I'm also on a lot of podcasts lately. So you can catch me for the next uh, like four to five nights in a row. I'm going to be on podcasts. So look for me. I'll be there. I'll be here. And my scene, I'm gonna blow up.
0: Dude, that's why I love getting people on before they before they hit the roof, because that way I can say later on, uh, they, they were on our <laughs> show before, you know, they were out there doing big things <laughs> with big people. I knew them before they were famous. Um no. and by the way, all of those articles, you can find that all at M Powered E M Powered underscore ff y'all should uh y'all should follow because every article that she puts out is fire she had a great one about uh agent wide receivers and your top three were either franchise or uh signed an extension or signed a a new contract so um you were right on with uh with all of those and if you if you look at all of her stuff you will be uh better for it so uh on that note we uh want to thank everybody who was in the chat short logic always uh always showing love steve dennis we had uh larry monkey from the dynasty hot sauce podcast on earlier uh if i missed you i apologize but i do appreciate you uh when the chat is lit it's so much more fun we uh we get to kind of think on our feet We get to uh, really give kind of our our honest answers because we don't have the show sheet in front of us helping us out. Uh, If you did come by, make sure you you hit the bell. Make sure you hit subscribe, that network. We got all of our stuff out here. We're going to be doing some more things over the next month, which are going to be fun. Uh, We'll be talking about that soon. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, thank you very much. It's an hour and 35 minutes into this thing. You could literally be doing anything else. And you've decided to listen to myself and two very intelligent people talking about fantasy. So uh, we all appreciate that. Remember, if you're doing the podcast thing, uh, hit uh, hit subscribe if you, uh, if you just clicked on us just to see what we we're all about. We'd appreciate it. And then do a rate and review because uh, you know, there's some algorithm that I know nothing about that apparently if uh, if we do those things, we can be seen by more people. And that is uh, that is the whole point of this endeavor. So, Drew, on that note, we are out here.
1: Late. Late.